Hello and welcome to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders, the podcast show where I interview the most inspirational and thought-provoking leaders of today and unearth their unique stories of diversity and inclusion to help inspire, educate and motivate others to make the world a better place. This morning, I'm so incredibly thrilled to be joined by the incredible Dr. Nyla Raja. Now, Dr. Nyla is a very, very well-known and sought-after cosmetic dermatologist GP. She's known throughout the UK and in fact globally for her incredible treatments and for the fact that she has done over 65,000 successfully at her clinics here in Cheshire, as well as London's Harley Street and also Liverpool. She is sought after by some of the nation's well-known personalities, TV celebrities and well-known faces in the industry. And I'm here today at this fabulous, fabulous clinic to learn a little bit more about Dr. Nyla, some of her personal background, her stories of diversity and inclusion, and how she came to be where she is today. Because frankly, she is a role model for many women and men out there and diverse individuals who is really managed to make such an incredible career for herself and for her family as well. So welcome to the show, Dr. Nyla. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And it's, do you know what? I've been so excited to speak to you this morning because I know that you've had an incredible career. You're such a hardworking businesswoman doing what you do. And I know also, you know, it's been inspired, you're going into the medical profession by, um, you know, really some quite personal, um, you know, family history and 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 everything like that with your with your younger sister and so what I would really love to do is to kind of you know just have a have a little um check-in with our audience and kind of find out um a little bit about your background how you came to be where you are today and then perhaps we'll move on to a couple of subjects that are close to your heart and find out about some of the many different projects you've been doing recently yeah so Tell us how you came to find yourself in the medical profession. Okay, so I come from a very academic family. I come from um, um, a big family where academia is very much looked up to and aspired to. Um, And I have five elder sisters who are incredibly successful businesswomen um, and have become quite aspirational leaders in their own fields. Interestingly, none of them are medical, but I think my medical and my love for medicine and um, being a doctor comes probably from a really, really tragic childhood memory and an event that happened over 30 years ago now. Um, And um, unfortunately, my little sister, um, she was attending her first day at school and it was um, um, end of day and we were all obviously crossing the road. And she was um, knocked over by a drunk driver. And unfortunately, at the scene, um, she sustained significant head injuries. And um, I remember coming out of school and seeing sort of this awful array of bodies scattered all over the floor. And I, I ran and I saw my little baby sister, as well as my other sisters, who were much elder, and siblings, who were all... But I could see them sort of moving around, whereas... Um, my youngest baby sister, um, she wasn't moving around. 
And I went over to her and she was communicating with me just with her eyes. And um, she just, I held it, I supported her neck. And I remember watching um, Casualty as a child. And I was only, eight, you know, I was only, I was less than 10. So I was, I was a child myself, but I remember watching Casualty and I'd watched some resuscitation procedures. And I thought um, really naively that if I just kissed my sister, that sort of put some oxygen into their body. So I just started to kind of kiss her and try and breathe some air physically into into her mouth. And unfortunately, um, as I was carrying her, she just, she passed away. And that was, um, that was a really, 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 really life-changing moment for me because I'm not, you know, particularly religious, but I remember um, thinking and sort of hoping and praying to God that, you know, please will you help me in this situation? Because if you do, I promise you, I will help others. And I will, I will really, really give something back. Oh gosh, I'm oh, sorry. No, not at all. <laughs> no, and um, no, I don't know why. This is what I said. Even when yeah. I talk about it, thirty years on, it's something that really, really affects me so much. Oh, this is not what you need, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. And it's just—it's really kind of you to share. I'm your only guest that's no, cried on the no. show. <laughs> no, do you know what? It's—you know—it's yeah. it's such a no. It was—it was, it was an absolutely story. devastating time for us, and more importantly, I think what it taught me is about resilience, and it's about taking positivity. And as a businesswoman, I've actually really learned this, that every bad situation has got some very positive, something very positive to take away from it. And it's about being learning from things that haven't gone right and certainly not according to the plan. Um, and so from that, I took away that I don't ever, ever want to feel helpless like that ever again. And that exact situation, I it just led me to become a doctor and I trained at Sheffield Medical School and it was the best medical school in the world. I loved my time training, but I committed then uh, from a very early age to be the best person I can be and to really appreciate and understand the value of human life. It comes before anything, whether it be wealth, material things, a big, it is the most, and there's no price on it. You have got to care and you've got to be the most humane person you can be. And it made me into a doctor. And I went on to train in um, hospitals in Manchester. And I am glad and so happy to say that I feel that I probably helped so many other families. And I certainly did a lot of time in A&E and was involved in a lot of resuscitation procedures afterwards and I every person that I saved or was part of saving or did CPR on and they were successfully you know came around the other way I I don't know I just felt like my sister was watching me and it made so much of a difference to me oh, what a beautiful story and this is what I love about you Nina is that kind of not only are you beautiful on the outside, which is obvious, but you've got such a beautiful heart and soul and, you know, the way that you express yourself with everything yeah. that has happened, um, you know, I think is just unbelievable. And clearly you've done so well onto, you know, other, other positive notes, you know, having studied yeah. and, you know, having, you know, now multiple, multiple yeah. um, places of work in fabulous, um, fabulous buildings like this in Cheshire. 
You know, I know that there are a whole host of not only business leaders, but other individuals, female and male, that look up to you um, with with where you are today. So, I mean, talk to me a little bit about, before we go into kind of some of the current day pieces, um, you know, around your family, because obviously you're one of a number of siblings. So I have um, five elder sisters and, well, six, I have five sisters altogether and um, I have a, a brother who's the youngest of us all, and he's a very successful lawyer in Manchester. Um, and my mum and dad really, again, were the most driven people I could meet. They're incredibly successful um, couple in their day, and they were, and they showed me about all of the, you know, all of the hallmarks of successful people. You know, to have goals, to have aspirations, to to be relentless, to be strong, to not give up. You know, and really, you know, you have to go for what you want and it can take several knocks. And I think for them, finally having a son after eight daughters <laughs> shows that you have to, you can't give up. You have a dream, you've got to follow it through and you've got to be, um, you've got to know what you want and just keep going. That was a remarkable story. Yeah, no, absolutely. Before we were rolling, actually, Nyla told this gorgeous <laughs> story about how she was obviously one of many many yeah. sisters and her parents did not expect to have a boy right yeah. at the last not moment. No, my mother was sterilised was. actually. <laughs> and she happened to have this boy through a sterilisation. A miracle. Yeah, it was a miracle. Absolutely yeah, incredible. But I think if you believe, and my mother really believed that she would have this boy eventually. And in the end, I just think my mother is one of the most determined women. She, and obviously this is where I think myself and my sisters and my siblings get this from, but I think she just, she's the most determined woman and there's no, there's there's no such word as you can't. I mean, I remember my father would constantly say to me as a child and I'd say, oh, I can't do it. And he'd say, I don't, what do you mean? What do you, and can't was not a word that they understood. And I then grew up with that mentality that, no, you can. We can do whatever we want. It takes you to just be very focused, resilient and ambitious and you have a goal in your head and you just keep going. And, of course, I've had multiple knocks in my life, but you have to be able to pick yourself up and learn from it and change and take away a positive from every negative. Absolutely. It's absolutely mind over matter, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. And clearly your parents have been such huge inspirations to you in your life. I'm keen to ask, and I'm sure our listeners would love to know as well, who else has really inspired you throughout life? Because you're kind of, you know, just absolutely in a positive way, incredibly relentlessly pushing on, striving forward. other than your parents who else has kind of inspired you and who else continues to inspire you as you continue throughout your career absolutely I mean I think there's so many women high profile successful business women in this country who are just absolutely aspirational leaders I think even you know the prime ministers in this country you know I don't know what to talk about Theresa May today but Poor Theresa May, you know, Margaret Thatcher, I think so many, you know, right from in Manchester, the original suffragette movement happened here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right down to the suffragette days, Emily Pankhurst and women of all generations have inspired me to become such strong leaders. You know, Karen Brady, what, what an inspirational, what an inspirational young woman. I mean, she's achieved so little at such a young age. Mm -hmm. So I think there are just so many just inspirational women and other people around yeah absolutely and it's great to see them really smashing the glass ceilings obviously you know we want to include everyone but women especially because there are a lot 
fewer women in high-powered positions, classically. I mean, the FTSE 350 (coughs) for companies still has only seven female CEOs out of 350. You know, you mentioned it doesn't seem right, does Mm. it? And that is the thing. You know, I'm a real believer that um, that role models should be really celebrated and not from an egotistical point of view but I think those that are in positions of power those that are in very visible positions you know like yourself you know do owe it to others to be fantastic trailblazers for women who are younger and who are you know looking up to individuals. I couldn't agree more with you absolutely and I see in my industry obviously as a cosmetic doctor I see a lot of very young women Mm. and they come in with photos of women that they aspire to be and look up to and honestly I have a daughter who's six and it really concerns me. Interestingly you know the rise of social media and digital transformation I think generally speaking is a good thing because what it allows is for people's voices to be heard and for us not to be almost safeguarded by, you know, the media only wanting a certain type of individual, yeah. a certain type of voice to be heard. Yeah. So it is great for kind of embracing yeah. humanity and yeah. inclusion of all types. Of However, you know, like we were saying before, there is obviously a lot of danger with yes, it absolutely. and making sure we've got positive role models who are mm-hmm. out there and being properly championed so that they can, you know, leave that you know, that, that wake yeah. in in their path so that other yeah. females and males can, you know, follow in yeah. their footsteps, ideally. Because there aren't that many, I don't think, and you'd know the statistics better than me, but there aren't that many female doctors in comparison to perhaps males. I think I think the statistics have changed slowly over the, over the last decade. I think when I applied to medical school, which was, I don't know, about I've been a doctor for about 20 years, but... When I applied to medical school, I think it was there was more men than women applying. I think the statistics have changed now, and I think there are more female um, people applying for medical school than male. Um, yeah, but I think the I think you're right. There's loads of positive benefits of social media. However, I've got to say, as a doctor who's performing a lot of procedures on younger women as well. I just feel that there's a lot of negativity surrounding social media. There's a lot of people coming in and, you know, coming in with photos of themselves with ears and these dot and these, you know, tongues and these ridiculous pointy chins. And they're wanting an extremely, um, an extremely, uh, well, an extreme version of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, the days where me and you would say, well, actually, I just want a little bit of tweaking. I want to look a bit better are gone. Mm-hmm. These girls are striving just they don't want to look anything less than absolutely perfect but the problem is they're just producing monotonous versions of themselves and they're just replicating what they see on social media so there's no the sort of personality and it brings us back onto you know diversity Mm -hmm. and inclusion you know Everybody wants to be a Kim Kardashian, or where's the where's the? It kind of is removing yeah, the, the diversity and the unique and the uniqueness of each person. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it must come down to is it confidence and really feeling inside that it's okay to be themselves, which yeah. it absolutely is. Um, because yeah. it's tough for these young women. I mean, I seeing think lots of I think pictures and trying to find themselves. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember growing up and being, 
you know, the only Chinese girl in school. And it was kind of, yeah. And and you kind of, you know, back, way back then, you know, I really wanted to be blonde with blue eyes and I wanted to be the same as everyone else. And I think when you're younger, you want yeah. to just blend into the crowd. When you get older, you do realise that actually, oh, it's, it's okay to be different and it's quite good to be different. I mean, what would you say to women who are trying to find that inner confidence and that yeah. inner satisfaction with their own being? Yeah, I think... I often advocate looking at who your role models are. Mm. And and I think it's really important. For example, myself, I have a professional responsibility to ensure that any social media posts I'm um, advocating are reflective of a person who I feel is a good role model. For example, I feel like um, the dynamics are changing slightly. And whereas before we may have looked at somebody like Megan Fox as a role model, I feel like a lot more women now are looking to somebody like um, Meghan Markle. And that's a really positive a positive role model yeah, who has sure. who has really, really, you know, I find her inspirational. And so even on my social media, I'm giving much more coverage to when she's done something very positive or she's appeared in, in, in the media and in the press rather than. So I think we all have a social a responsibility to obviously advocate role models that we want people to be obviously looking up to. Of course. Yeah. And I agree. I think she's a brilliant she role is, model. She's fabulous, absolutely. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, she's got a unique heritage, of yes. course. And she's doing yeah. such a lot for charity as well, yes. which is just really, really nice to see. Yes, and she's got that natural kind of yeah. beauty yeah. as well, which clearly shines through. Yeah. Imagining you were going back to your younger self. Right. What advice, if any, might you give to your younger self as you were growing up, and also any advice to our listeners or to anyone who's tuning in on YouTube today who is perhaps struggling or having a tough time in life and really wanting to make something of themselves? I think the way I've probably changed from my 20s, when, you know, at 25, I was a partner in a a very busy, large general practice, um, which was a business, obviously. And something I've changed from those days to having running my own um, multiple clinical sites is really decisions need not don't need to be made there and then. I think you need to reflect on things. And I think you need to think about things overnight. And really, there's no need to rush into making a decision. And I think as you mature, you change a little bit. And I think the only other thing is, I think there's a lot of, you should you need to help other people as well. Um, I think being selfless um, and looking out for other people and your younger, the younger colleagues and being a nice role model to people as well and really treating people the way they want to treat you is really, really important. Um, and it's something when I was a young girl trying to build a business that I didn't have a lot of support from my senior, from my seniors um, and certainly senior ladies in, in a position similar to mine. Whereas I would feel, I would really want to support younger generations um, and try and help them, uh, you know, develop any business ideas or careers in whatever sense they wish to be. Yeah. I think that's so lovely. And, you know, as I was waiting actually in reception this morning, I was having a chat with some of 
the girls that work for yeah. you and they're all so positive. They said, oh, Nyla's such a great role model and <laughs> great role model for us and also for yeah. others. Yeah. And, you know, I think that is so important. Yeah. You know, you mentioned there how important kindness is. Oh, gosh, and, absolutely. you know, whilst it seems a very small thing, it's surprising how many people don't yeah. display some of absolutely. these basic human instincts, which absolutely. really, you know, just a small gesture of yeah. being kind and being yeah. polite, making someone feel included can really change how they Absolutely. look at life in general because you don't know what people are going yeah. through on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely not. Absolutely not, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's important to share, I mean, time is a very, very precious commodity for me. You know, I have three small children, I have a busy practice, I have lots of social, uh, you know, a large social network of friends. However, to give some of your time to other people and to the younger generations is really, really important, yeah? Mm -hmm. And just to give you time and, you know, just to help someone, it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And I know how pressing your time is, so I'm going Absolutely. to ask you just another couple of quick questions <laughs> uh, that I have. Um, I wanted to ask what diversity and inclusion means to you, because I know that you're an advocate of, of course, you know, yeah. embracing each individual as being their own personal self and everything like that, but what does diversity and inclusion actually mean to you, Nyla? Okay, so diversity and inclusion to me is about acceptance. It's about um, non, not judging. And it's about um, accepting anything and anyone into, into your circle and not making them feel they need to be a certain way. So I will often get a, a young woman who comes to me and she'll say, oh, I'd like to have larger lips or this or that. And the first thing I check with them is, well, why do you need to? Who says? Why are you after this treatment? What is your you know, end goal from this? And I will often challenge that person and say, is it for yourself or is it for her? Or is it Because everybody should accept who you are. We should accept people for what they are and who they are and what they represent. Um, and yeah. embrace all of their unique Abs idiosyncrasies. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Of course. I just wanted to ask, obviously, um, you know, a massive advocate of diversity and inclusion and... You know, you're you're working and meeting every single one of your yes, patients yeah. every day. Yeah. Yet, you know, I'm sure you probably don't need to because clearly everything is doing yeah. very, very well. Yeah. What are your kind of key driving factors these days? Yeah. Yeah. Other than, you know, I guess really wanting to make a difference, which that's Absolutely. just clear to see. Yeah. Now, can I tell you something? I think being a doctor, and certainly my background is of one of general practice, um, is the best job in the world. Um, I am invited. I've never met a person. I mean, there's no other career in the world where you actually don't know who this person is. You've never met them before. You know nothing about them. And they open not even a little bit of their heart, but their whole heart to you. They tell you their deepest, darkest, most vulnerable um, things that have ever happened to them. They, they, they invite you into their whole life and they trust you. It's the nicest, most privileged job in the world. So when I come to work, I don't see it as work. It's my passion. I want to help people. I want to share their experiences. And the most important thing to me is that I want to make a change to their life, whether that's a physical change or something internal. I work, walk away from that person and I've got to feel like I made something change that mattered.
What an absolutely lovely note to end on. Thank you. That's just absolutely gorgeous. And I just carry on doing what you're doing because I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And, and just, to, just a note to all those doctors out there who work in the NHS and all the nurses and all the people who have given up so much of their, of their lives, their precious time with family and friends. Um, it is, honestly, when you get to the other end, it is the best job in the world. Um, and you just you do such an important job so don't give up thank you so much and just to summarize yeah. some of the key learning points because I've learned such a lot actually just from having this session speaking with you it's been like a counseling session it's been <laughs> wonderful um you know but I've learned such a lot and I really hope that everyone who's tuning in today has learned an awful lot from Dr Nyla and I speaking. Um, I personally have learned, you know, the art of resilience, the fact that actually it's okay to be yourself. You know, you can feel beautiful inside, you can feel beautiful outside. And if you have that inner confidence, that really, really shines through. And finally, don't worry about being different. You know, if you're at a stage in your life where you're kind of considering what to do next, or you're feeling, um, you know, perhaps a little bit out of sorts, then don't worry at all. Things will work out. Embrace your inner confidence. Try and be kind because showing kindness and actually giving back really will help you feel good about yourself as well. So keep on keeping on. Be resilient. Keep working hard. Um, you know, and hopefully one day, you know, there'll be the chance to to end up in a really wonderful place filled with happiness, joy and love and laughter. And on that note, I'd like to thank Dr. Nyla thank ever you. so thank much. You. You've been absolutely wonderful as a guest on the show. Honestly, it's been really, really touching. And I feel like I've got to scratch below the surface and really get absolutely. to know you better personally. Oh, thank, you. thank you. My name is Layla McKenzie, and you've been listening to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders, the podcast, available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast channels and apps. You can also now find us on YouTube, please do visit the Dial Global YouTube channel. It stands for Diverse, Inclusive, Aspirational Leaders Global. Or you can visit us on www.dialglobal.org forward slash podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now. Bye.